and will remain standing for the scripture lesson. Uh, today's lesson is from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow was blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Get up, take your mat, and go home. And the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God, who had given such authority to men. So far the text, let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. We pray that you would make us holy, that all of our thoughts, our words and deeds would be captive to the truth. Make us holy by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. Dear fellow redeemed, grace and peace are yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have before us a pretty typical day in the life and in the ministry of Jesus. It's typical because he's preaching to a capacity crowd. He's telling them about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and the people are hanging on his every word because he teaches and he tells them about heaven and God and the forgiveness of sins, he speaks with an authority on the scriptures that they had not seen in a very long time. And it's a typical day because as Jesus speaks, as is typical, you give him enough time and sooner or later he's going to say something offensive. He says very nice things about, about heaven and about God, but again, give Jesus enough time and sooner or later, he is going to say something that offends, something that, that's over the top, and it causes people to question, even accuse him of blasphemy. And again, this is a typical day, and that's exactly what happened. Imagine, I know it's a packed house that we find here in Matthew, but imagine that there is just enough room for, for you, just you and me, the two of us, to squeeze inside will kind of be up along the back, just more or less flies on the wall. So there he is, and he's telling about heaven, and he's telling about the kingdom of God, and it's all very nice. And suddenly, the tiles in the roof begin to be removed, the sun's shining through, and a man, a paralyzed man, some kind of traumatic spinal injury or some terrible infection has, has rendered this man immobile. He's lowered down right in front of Jesus and Jesus says to him very nice words. He says, uh, uh, let's see, take heart, son, or in other translations, be of good cheer. Take heart, son. Well, that's nice. But then he says, that thing that's over the top. Your sins are forgiven. And I say to you, did you hear that? How can he say that? And you say to me, kind of wryly, ironically, sarcastically, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? 
Wouldn't that be nice if, <laughs> if that were true? But meanwhile, up more toward the center, toward the front, there are our religious leaders, the scribes and Pharisees. They're, of course, angry because, because this is blasphemy. You can't just walk around saying your sins are forgiven. It's not like saying, have a nice day, or looking at this paralyzed man and saying, hey, buddy, you know, is there anything I can do to help you? I've got 12 disciples. Can we come over to the house and do something for you? That'd be nice. But they understood back then something we modern Christians often forget. They understood forgiveness was not just something that, that you could say. They remembered and understood that forgiveness cost a very steep price. Blood. Life's blood. Since they were born, they had to be redeemed with the life and with the blood of, of a, a sacrifice, a substitutionary animal. They'd been raised in homes where for New Year's Day, for them, dad would bring this cute little lamb into the house and for about two weeks it would live there and you probably got attached to it and just as you were coming up with the perfect name for it, dad would kill it and you had to eat it for dinner. And meanwhile, all that day and for the days after, as you come and go, that lamb's blood is spread on the doorposts of your home. And every week when you go to church, you see a lamb slaughtered. And when you go to church for the big, the, the big annual festival, the priests all stand up in front and you all gather around and the priests have these, these pretty golden bowls and they dip hyssop plant in, but the bowls are filled with blood and they, they spatter the blood all over you. That's forgiveness of sins. So for Jesus just to look at this man and to say your sins are forgiven, that's over the top. That's that's too much because forgiveness has a price and a cost. It's not just something nice that you say to someone who's down on their luck. And you said to me, oh man, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to actually be forgiven? The baggage that, 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 that you're dragging around, the, the guilt, your guilty conscience, some stupid thing you did, maybe back in high school, maybe just last week. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to leave here today and to really leave that behind? But it'd be nice. But what can we do? Well, Jesus doubles down on what he has said because, yes, it'd be nice to be forgiven, but how do you prove it? Well, what if Jesus were to look at this paralyzed man and were to say to him, buddy, get up, roll that mat up, tuck it under your arm and walk out of here? Because you can't back out of that. You, you can't spin that to say, well, I didn't actually mean that he'd be better. I just meant that he'd feel better. Jesus doubles down on his statement on forgiveness of sins by doing exactly that, by turning to the man and telling him to walk out that door, carrying his mat with him. And as the Bible says, that's exactly what happened. Get up, take your mat, and go home. And the man got up and went home. Wouldn't it be nice if we really were forgiven? if we really could leave those things in our past. 
if they weren't dragging around behind us all the time, wouldn't it be nice? But forgiveness is such a steep cost, such a steep price. Well, dear fellow redeemed, the price of your forgiveness was standing right there that day. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the ransom for the world. He was the one doing the talking and saying these incredibly bold and audacious words about forgiveness. And in his own words, listen to these words again. So that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. What if it were true? Wouldn't it be nice? Dear fellow redeemed, it is true. Verbatim, every single word is true. You leave here today, those sins that you drug in here stay. They stay at the foot of the cross because your Savior Jesus Christ has paid for them with his blood shed on the cross for you. My friends, be of good cheer. Take heart because your sins are forgiven. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.